0: let's get started. Welcome back to our Rising Stars series. I am excited. As always, we've got an incredible guest with us today, Marlene Ritzman. Uh, I couldn't be happier that we could spend a little time together. I had the good fortune of of working with Marlene some time ago, and it's just been fun from the outside to see this this incredible increase in production and productivity. So Marlene, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, tell everybody who you are and where you work, where your marketplace is.
1: So, I am Marlene Ritzman. I work with um, Remax Associates in Southern Utah. So, St. George, by George St. George, as Mike refers to it. Um, so, it's just an hour and a half out of Vegas.
0: It's excellent. And you know, you've been around the Mike Ferry system for how long now?
1: So, I um, joined Mike Ferry in 2012. And you were my first coach.
0: That's right. Has it been that long ago already? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And had you been selling real estate long before that?
1: So I started four years before that. Um, so I, I didn't know anything about coaching. I had no idea that anything existed that could help me sell real estate. But <laughs> uh, yeah, after, right after I joined REMAX, I had a really great broker that Introduced the system to me, and I signed up, and here I am.
0: Yeah, and so you've had this this journey that you've been around real estate for a bit now, not not a rookie by any means with it, and then at the same time, here you are in the last a um, well, couple of three years, really doing some phenomenal things, right? So tell us a little bit about your production this year, what you're looking to achieve and accomplish this year.
1: So I will make just over a million dollars, and so. Um, 103 is what I'm on track for.
0: Okay. So breaking through the hundred and breaking through the million in the same year. Congratulations. I got
1: my foot on the gas and I'm hoping to, yeah.
0: That's so great. Well, maybe for everybody listening, watching into this little series, um, take us from this start through the journey when it comes to production and deals, what, what were you doing those first two or three or four years?
1: Calling everybody in the phone book that I could find,
0: that's right. Okay. So you were just jumping into the phone book and calling everybody that you could
1: get I your hands on. Jumped up. into the phone book. I went and knocked on doors. I did all of that. I camped out on people's doorsteps basically to get to get for sale by owner listing agreements.
0: Wow. Was it hard for you to adopt that part of what what Mike Curry teaches—the prospecting piece?
1: No, because I like talking to people, so.
0: Um, Pretty natural for you. It's not for everybody, right? Uh, Some people struggle with that at some levels, right? Right. So in the early years with MFO, what were the biggest challenges you found with the the system and what we were trying to get you to do?
1: Probably um, internalizing the scripts were really hard because you get going on stuff that you want to say and kind of doing it that way. And then suddenly you've got this script in front of you that You have to memorize and internalize and that that was hard. I'm a slow learner like Karen Bernardi.
0: (laughs) Well, you said, you know, I like to talk to people, which is, is great. And so, you know, some people that like to talk to people struggle a little bit adopting the scripts and dialogues piece of what we do because you're not uncomfortable just talking with people, right? Yeah. And then others like uh, myself and many others had a harder time talking to people. So when you gave us a script, it was like, I'm going to take this script and run because I don't know what I would say otherwise. Right? right. So in those early years, what, you know, prospecting, of course, but what else did you latch on to in the MFO system right away that supported
1: you? Um, probably goal setting was huge because I like setting goals. And so that was for me, that was like, wow, okay, I can do this. So yeah, I latched onto that pretty quick.
0: Okay, so you grabbed a hold of the goal setting piece. Yeah. What, what's fun is we've been doing these rising star series uh, for, for a little bit now. And it, it's so fun to see like the polar opposites. You know, we have others that talk about, God, I, didn't, I, I still struggle with setting goals. And this prospecting thing was a real challenge and it still is a challenge for me. And then here you grab a hold of prospecting and grab a hold of the goal setting right away and, yeah. and make it work. Right. Yeah. So how did this go with deals for you? So here you are, you know, you're gonna break through a hundred and a million, but was it was it just straight up the ladder? Was it plateaus? Tell me how you came. Oh, about-
1: there were a lot of plateaus, you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have um, I well when I met you that first year. I made $100,000 more than I had the year before being, not being coached. Mm-hmm. So I had broke through and knew that what I was doing was the right thing to do. So that was great. <clears throat> and then I kind of hovered around the 400 mark for a little while and um, had to break through that glass ceiling, I guess you call it. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I shot uh um, from, I think I went from 400 to almost 700.
0: Wow. So, the big jump. So, That's a big jump. Not uncommon, right? A lot of agents, they come in and, and uh, what were you earning before real estate? Were you working uh, actively at any other career before you got into real estate?
1: Yeah, I was a waitress.
0: Okay. So, you came as a waitress and, of course, waitress. What, what kind of income were you earning then? About
1: 40,000, 45,000 a
0: year. Okay. So, you're making 40, 45,000 a year. Yeah. Then you get into real estate, get involved with us, and then that first major, Income that made a mark for you was how much?
1: 286,000.
0: So you're getting the yield from 45,000 to 286,000. And then you found yourself getting around the 400 mark and started to hover. What do you think it was uh, about that?
1: I think we all have a little bit of complacency. And you go from $40,000 a year, 45 to 400. And that's a pretty comfortable living. Yeah. So you kind of
0: settle in on that. Well, in Saint George, awesome. four hundred thousand bucks a year is is really good money in not
1: right. it? Right.
0: Okay. And then then you have this another big breakthrough, which I get. Um, this is where I'm most interested because this is that rising star piece. So from four hundred, then you shoot up around the seven eight hundred mark. What what caused that? Like what changed?
1: I think mindset is huge. I think you get, I, I learned that I wanted to invest more. Um, I wanted to look at, at what is going to happen to me when I retire, if I, if I ever retire, Right. but you know, you've got to kind of put those pieces together and look at, at what you've got. And so I, was like, I'm making this money, I can do this. And so you just start thinking bigger and investing bigger. And so it was that.
0: Okay. So two things that I heard, I heard that you wanted to start investing a lot more, which takes money, of course. And then you started really getting the idea in your head about what is this going to take to get, you know, for the longer term future, what kind of money do I need behind me? And and it just made sense to start doing that. And was there anything significant like by, by source or operation or schedule, what caused that uh, shot from 400 to the seven, 800 mark?
1: H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting younger.
0: <laughs> we always say I finally grew up, right? <laughs> Whatever it okay. is, right? kind of
1: figuring it, it you
0: out. You got to a spot where there was business maturity or, or what do you mean by that?
1: I think so. I think, I think so. I think I just reassessed everything. Like you, you know, we're always working with our coaches to, you know, help us look at what is the next step and what do we need to do to get there and what's going to happen next year. And so just reassessing everything, looking at where I'm spending my money, what I'm spending it on and what I can do better. Mm-hmm. So uh, that all came. And then I just kind of jumped. Wow.
0: Okay. So you just started to reassess everything where I'm spending my money and those things and a little business maturity comes along with it. And, and next thing you know, it's a major jump. What's happened in terms of staff and administration? What, what's your team look like? <laughs>
1: okay. I have, a, I have one assistant. Mm-hmm. And me.
0: Okay. This, this is phenomenal, you know, because so many agents that we run into today, um, they start doing 20 deals and it's time to hire 900 people. Right. And, and they, you know, I need the team and I want to delegate all this away. And so here you are, you're breaking through hundred transactions in a million bucks and it's you and a staff person.
1: Right. So I did 86 transactions on my own without a staff person. Wow. And I think well, are you I'm
0: working not, a lot or tell me a little bit about your work life.
1: Well, yeah, I work a lot, but I am also very organized. And so um, I just said things, they flowed, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had systems in place. Let's say that.
0: Some wow! Good, so you got really good solid systems backing yeah. this up because whenever we think about 85, 86 transactions by yourself, anybody who's doing any business listening to this, they understand the work that's involved with that. And there's a lot of moving parts, right? And yeah. so is this the way you see it going to the next step? Do you, you want to keep it just as simple and direct with you and a staff person? and just... I, um,
1: do, I do want to keep it simple. I have just, um, the last couple of weeks, I've hired a um, showing agent. Okay. So she's just barely getting started.
0: Okay. So tell me about this split, this ratio, like how much of your time is spent with buyers and how much is spent with with sellers.
1: (laughs) So I have an odd business where yeah, I do about 50-50. Okay. So I do more sellers than I do buyers, but I do it's real close, like 60 40 is real close.
0: So you're right in that about half buyers and half sellers. I am. Is that the sweet spot for you? Is that where it really works? It
1: kind of is. I I have tried to maneuver my way over to just sellers, but I have so many great past clients that I just keep, I, I don't know. I like working with them.
0: Okay. No, it's, it's fair. And so you see that spot, does that tie up a lot of your nights and weekends? I mean, are you working in odd hours or?
1: No, I don't really work odd hours. Um, I do follow the MFO system. So I look for the best homes for those people. And only give them the best ones. And that's what we go see. So like I spent some time with some people on Saturday. I showed them four homes and we wrote an offer.
0: So this is pretty profitable, even though you are working with quite a few buyers. You're not yep. spinning your wheels much. Okay. So what would you say is the secret for someone to be able to do that? To, the, the, you know, there are a lot of people that would like to, you know, we say, you know, heavy on the listing side, but there are a lot of people that say, you know, I would like to have a nice balanced buyer-seller ratio. What's right. the secret to it?
1: Well, those sellers have to buy something, okay. you know, and those buyers are going to sell someday. So I just make sure that my time is spent well. So I'm not, I'm not out showing 50 people for 50 homes to one person, you know, so just making sure that I'm picking the best homes for them to see. And if they want to see 10 homes, then I ask them to narrow it down.
0: Okay. There's a lot I heard in that. There's, first of all, you've got the systems behind it. You're, you know, there's a lot of past clients and you see the value of, you know, past clients that have a home that want to buy one, and then they're going to become a seller again. So you're making those connections. Uh-huh. But then if they want to go see 10 homes, you're having them understand that it has to be pared down to the ones, only the good ones. Right. Okay. So you must know a fair amount about what's going on in St. George in terms of what's for sale right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have 456 active listings in St. George, greater St. George right now. What's normal? About 1,500.
0: Okay, so having about 1,500 homes for sale is normally you guys have 450 right Right. now. So you have a fair amount of buyers that are just really struggling to find a home today?
1: I don't. Mm -mm.
0: How are you winning these things?
1: I find places that aren't listed. I'll, I'll make phone calls. I'll find things that aren't listed. I'll find sellers that, you know, want to list in a couple of months and pre-sell their home.
0: So this is a prospecting, is this an active prospecting activity? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I have a listing agreement. Like I, we're taking photos on a listing on um, Thursday mm-hmm. for a guy that I had signed a contract with me back in June. We didn't date it, but he signed the contract that he was listing with me. And so I have been actively looking for the buyer for his home. So I'll do both sides. I'm closing one today. I did that too as well. well.
0: What an incredible approach is you're, you're, you're actively looking for sellers for your buyers. You're basically future pacing the seller to have them understand selling in the future. And then when the time is there, you're just making the matches. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Does that take a lot of time?
1: Um, I don't think it takes any more time than, you know, normal phone calls. And if you can do both sides of it, why not?
0: Makes a lot of sense to me.
1: I have lots of people that I need to match with. homes, so why not?
0: (laughs) Okay, so you just (laughs) become basically putting chess pieces or or puzzle pieces together for part of what you do. Yeah, that's excellent. What part of the MFO system do you struggle with?
1: Um, Sticking to sellers. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, So a good, nice qualified buyer that wants to buy something will draw you out there every time. Right. Okay.
1: I I, I probably struggle with that. I I, I would say, um, I'd say I have a problem with mindset sometimes.
0: Okay. How does it show yes. up huh how does that little challenge with mindset show up
1: well I think just frustrating days where you have like a lot of things coming at you all at once and then you know people are hanging up on you and and you know the usual stuff that we all go through and so
0: then, like all of us you have days where you know things aren't going so well and, and you're right? getting hung up on by potential clients and and things aren't lining up what have you learned to do how do you handle that
1: So I've had, in fact, I wrote a note on that because um, getting over failures faster, it seems to be, that seems to be an ongoing thing for me. And I know that when I was coaching with you back in the day, it took me a long time to get over stuff. I remember. Yeah. And, and so now I, I have to get over it quickly.
0: So at your level of production, uh, when we were were working together and, you know, at your level of production, now you can't afford to have, you know, hanging on to a failure for a week or 10 days. No. Okay. Is there any process you go through or is it just you remind yourself to get over it?
1: Next. I have this next because that's what Mike tells us to do, right? Next. So, yeah, I've processed some of the things. I've learned stop, process and then um, learn from it and Mm -hmm. move on. That's
0: Okay, so if anybody didn't write that down, stop, process what happened, learn from it, and then move on. That's, it it really is incredible advice. You know, we have a lot of people have been, you know, had the same challenge. Uh, I have a, you know, a sure thing buyer or seller, it comes unraveled, I lose the deal and I go into a deep dark hole for a few days, right? Right. Yeah. And you just, this is just part of taking time and, and learning to understand how fast you need to move forward. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Exactly. So what's next? I mean, here we are, you're going to, you know, have this for many people, this is a monumental breakthrough for you this year. I'm so excited to hear it too. I know. A million a hundred. What's? Uh, do you already have your sights on another level or what, what are you thinking to do with uh,
1: Yeah, I do actually 1.2.
0: Ah, okay. Yes. So you're, you've got your sights on adding a couple hundred thousand dollars on the bottom yeah. line this next year.
1: Yeah.
0: How are you running? Is it, is it a profitable? I mean, are you running in a high, high profit business or is, or is there a fair amount so of expense I'm,
1: I am probably a pretty big tightwad. Um, I don't spend, I don't like spending money on marketing. So I don't.
0: I so you just, don't spend money on marketing. You don't spend money on a lot of staff and buyers agents and all those things. No.
1: We do a just listed, just sold postcard
0: okay.
1: and I make phone calls and that's about it.
0: So you don't really have any of those expenses that everybody's always talking about today. No. Good for you. And how do you pull that off? Like, what, how can you get a business to this spot and pull that off without going down the road of all the, you know, the different magic pills that are out there floating around?
1: A lot of phone calls.
0: Okay. And so when you see a lot of phone calls, right? I get
1: the phone calls from other people asking me if I want to pay for Zillow leads and all that other stuff. And I tell them, nope, I do the same thing you're doing right now. So... I'm
0: calling. So you'll actually approach the person prospecting you to sign up for one of these paper, yeah. paper click things or one of these things. And you say, I'm doing the same thing you are. I'm prospecting on the telephone. So I don't need that service.
1: Yeah. What I actually say is I don't spend my marketing dollars that way. And they say, well, how do you do that? How do you spend your marketing dollars? And I say, I don't. I do the same thing you're doing. <laughs>
0: it's so, so. great. So share with everybody, what, what is a typical prospecting day look like for you? When you say make a lot of calls, what's a typical day?
1: So I make 40 to 50 calls every day.
0: Contacts? Mm-hmm. Good for you.
1: Yeah, I'm on the phone all day long. Like if I'm not on an appointment, I'm on the phone.
0: So you're just either on the phone or on an appointment yeah. pretty much.
1: Yep. Yeah, okay. from, from eight o'clock in the morning. And well, it depends if I've got somebody back East, then I'll call it, start calling at seven 30, but from eight, usually from eight o'clock until five or six at night.
0: It's so great because of the profit that's attached to it. So this has just pretty much become your, your job to prospect. Who do you, who do you prospect most?
1: My database. I talk to my database a lot. Mm -hmm. So,
0: so would you say most of the work when prospecting is within the database?
1: Yeah. A lot of it is right. I do that I do. I do call the expireds mm-hmm. and the canceled every morning. That's those are the first calls I make.
0: Okay. So expireds and, and canceled database.
1: Yep. And then I jump on a role play call, of course. Mm-hmm. And so that's from eight 30 to nine. And then, um, just start dialing, dialing for dollars. <laughs> it's,
0: text. it's just so textbook. And so it doesn't have to be fancy. doesn't have to be flashy. doesn't have to be expensive. Nope. Right. Um, it just has to be where, how do you overcome the repetitious boredom of doing that every day?
1: You know, I talk to some really interesting people. I'm so lucky because I live in a state where we really don't have a lot of people that hang up and are obnoxious and mean. I, yes. We get them once in a while, but they're rare. And usually you can have some really great conversations with people. Yes. So, well, yeah, even if they're not ready to sell right now, call me back in January. <laughs> so- it's
0: yeah. So I hear just strength of mindset in that because you're, you're, you are in a little bit, I mean, it's a nice place to live and everybody's there and, and you know, you're not going to have the rude and obnoxious, maybe to the same level as other places, but it's still people. And so all I can hear is through your mindset is I just meet a whole bunch of interesting people every day. And I like to have yeah. these conversations and they all want to talk about real estate. That's right.
1: You so. know, that's
0: just, Thank you. I mean, uh, we need to hear this kind of message about a million times over for, for all of us, just to be reminded that it doesn't have to go the direction that a lot of people are going. And you can right. make this, this this kind of money, right? Yeah. So what, what kind of advice would you give for for anyone that maybe isn't involved with us at this level? What What's the advice for today?
1: Get involved. Yeah. I, I mean, as soon as I... As soon as I saw the whole system and it's so easy. And I, I actually, after I was introduced to MFO the first time I looked at uh, Brian Feeney and Tom Ferry and some of the others, and there were so many moving pieces. There were way too many things. I'm a very simple person. Mm-hmm. Give me a plan and I'll follow it. But when you've got all of these things to pick from, that's too much for my brain. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be picking. Okay. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. So, so you right. just saw
0: the, simplicity direct, the yes. simplest direct the direct message.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe
0: a little more complicated message in other places and you just chose us to go.
1: Right. It's so easy. Just follow the system and you can still, I know Mike loves you to work with sellers and that's what is taught. And I do do that, but You can incorporate buyers too if that's what you choose to do. It's still the same system. You've got a process that you need to go through with the buyer. You know they still have to sign a contract. So just follow the system and it's easy. There's 21 steps. Just do that and you're good.
0: I need to maybe have some of our uh, coaching clients that we are coaching that have gone a little uh, trying to make it more complicated. Come back and listen to this. You know, Marlene, it's so it's so refreshing to me to hear the message, hear that uh, you know proof in it. Once again, we have proof that this works by just following what Mike would ask us to do. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and and I'm certain that everyone's going to really appreciate the message.
1: Well, it's been my pleasure.
0: <laughs> Thanks, and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.